0: Welcome to For the Record Behind the Scenes Insider Podcast with Colin McCall, where we take a forward-facing look at your environmental requirements and help you make your EHS program an indispensable and strategic part of your company's growth. Remember to sign up for our complimentary For the Record email newsletter. And now, here's your host, Colin McCall. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm joined again by Rich Hamill. You've met Rich on the two previous episodes of the podcast that we did about air quality modeling. Like I said in those episodes, Rich is a very interesting person, so if you care to learn more about him and get more of an introduction, go back to those episodes. In addition to the permitting and modeling that Rich routinely tackles, he's also been tracking climate-related regulation and policy the biden administration has mentioned two primary areas as priorities moving forward and those are environmental justice which we've covered a couple of episodes ago and also climate so we're going to now turn our focus and potential, and tackle potential future activity of the administration a around climate related issues What does it mean from a practical standpoint at the level of an industrial facility is what we're going to attempt to focus on. And as always, we're going to be looking forward. So, Rich, welcome back. I'm going to open up with this question. What have we already seen in terms of announcements around the Biden administration that immediately indicates that climate will be an area of focus right out of the gates?
1: Well, other than the administration itself already saying that climate change is going to be a focus. We've seen two appointments that are are interesting and unique. First is John Kerry as the international climate coordinator, so his job is to work with all of the other administrators and focus on the international side of climate change. And Gina McCarthy, who was former director of uh, EPA, is back as the domestic climate coordinator. So she'll be working closely with John Kerry on climate issues. And one of the things that's unique about these positions is they are new and do not require Senate approval. So these are two people who will be in place in the new administration.
0: Rich, I want to talk about or try to get into some practical implications of what we might see coming up, knowing that climate is such a big issue with a lot of different facets to it. So the general question here is, what are some of the things that we've already seen with the new administration and what might we continue to see here in the near term in terms of regulatory policy and other activities?
1: Yeah, well, the Biden administration has certainly made it clear that climate is going to be a major focus area of theirs and a major change in the approach of the administration compared to the last one. First of all, the ACE rule, which was the Trump administration's replacement for the Clean Power Plan that was out during the Obama administration, has already been vacated and was vacated such that it has been essentially completely erased. So The Biden administration doesn't really have to reconcile with any parts of the rule that are still around. They can start over fresh. It's also already been announced that the United States will be going back into the uh, Paris Climate Accord. And they're already taking steps to try to help reestablish the United States climate programs uh, on an international scale to, to give more credibility back that was lost when we withdrew from that agreement. As part of that, I think you will see some sort of national uh, greenhouse gas reduction plan, maybe not as as significant as the Clean Power Plan, but some sort of goal setting towards 2030 uh, that is required by the Paris Agreement and some kind of regulation that will uh, try to help get us in that direction.
0: Thanks, Rich. What do you think coming up, knowing that we've got some of that activity going on on a regulatory and policy front? How do you see the balance working between regulatory activity by the new administration and maybe some potential legislative activity? How's the balance look? Where will the push come from in, from that perspective?
1: I think the biggest change we'll see is that the administration will be supportive of individual states trying to uh, incorporate their own. Climate change reduction, uh, greenhouse gas reduction programs, as opposed to trying to hold them back. The uh, administration has just actually released a whole list of of their sort of climate to dos. A lot of that is about supporting state programs, also supporting federal programs around creating uh, you know climate friendly jobs and rebuilding the infrastructure. Uh, with more climate-friendly uh, you know, methods, and I think we're going to see a lot of programs like that, and a lot of support to the state-based programs. Now that some of the
0: political scene has shaken out and the dust has settled, how do you view that? Is that is there more is there gridlock on that side relative to climate, and most of the activity we'd see coming through EPA and the regulatory side?
1: Well, I mean, the EPA is going to be more uh, conducive to the greenhouse gas type programs than the previous administrations for sure. Uh, obviously, anything that has to go through Congress with the Senate being uh, essentially even outside of Vice President Harris being the uh, tiebreaker, you're going to ha- it's going to be hard to get a real sweeping support On a regulatory or legislated matter that goes all the way through Congress. So where programs can be put into place that don't require that, uh, I think we'll see a lot of that because EPA is going to be uh, oriented in that way. But getting things passed through uh, the legislature is going to be difficult. That makes sense.
0: I'm going to try to get this down to somewhat of the facility level. So I'm EHS manager, I'm managing the environmental program at my facility. What should I look for? When should I have concerns? Should I just be tracking some of that local activity and potentially federal activity to see when when regulatory things could occur? Or do folks start to have some broader concerns about energy pricing and things like that? What are the general things I should be aware of moving forward, knowing there's still a lot that needs to develop?
1: I think the first thing to know is what's going on in your jurisdiction, be it state or region, whatever, in terms of regulations that might apply to your facility. The modeler in me always wants to know what my emissions are. So keeping track of greenhouse gas emissions from your facility, be they scope one, two or three, is important to know so that when those regulations come down, you can be prepared Uh, If your company is part of a trade organization that might comment on any rulemaking, you want to be in touch with them and understand what they're going to do on your behalf and, you know, potentially contribute to that as well.
0: Rich, some of the programs that are coming out right now, we can use the program in Oregon as an example. Are these programs that are focused on just electric utilities or do we see some of them? expanding beyond that to address general industrial sources? Just to give folks a sense.
1: Yeah, I think the idea is going to be any facility that contributes to greenhouse gas emissions at certain levels, so there'll be thresholds set. At least that's one of the scenarios that Oregon is looking at. They're looking at a number of of different scenarios that would be a combination of emission limits, cap and trade, credits, things like that. So it's going to be more of a threshold-based thing than a sector-based thing. Hence your comment before about
0: understanding your emissions and, you know, that being a good idea so that once these rules start to come out and maybe some of those thresholds start to come out, you know, we've got a good understanding of where we stack up against some of those and start to have an idea of what the applicability is to our operations. Rich, what else is happening or what else should folks be doing to prepare? I know there's some of this work that you're doing, but to prepare for future operational risks associated with climate. So we're getting out of the regulatory realm and into the more practical realm. Maybe you could walk us through that.
1: Right. Well, a lot of organizations these days are putting together adaptation plans to harden themselves against what effects climate change might have on their facilities. For example, if you have one road that is your source of the supplies in and product out and that road gets you know closed down due to flooding once in a while, maybe in the future if there's more you know more frequent flooding or whatever, it may be closed more. How does that affect you operationally and what can you do to prevent that? Is it improving that road, is it Uh, developing another road as a a backup, things like that. So that kind of adaptation planning is critical for facilities that may be impacted by climate change. Another example would be facilities that are on the coast and, you know, with sea rise might be impacted and uh, might have to put up seawalls or any other kind of thing to prevent uh, damage to the facility.
0: Rich, while we're on the topic of regulatory activity associated with the new administration, obviously there's things to track here moving forward. We talked about a few things that could come up, but from a practical standpoint, timing of this, we know that we know these things take time. When is the rubber actually going to be meeting the road where some of these things might come into effect from a federal perspective?
1: Well, I think we're going to see some level of activity right off the bat because the the new administration is going to want to make a splash even if it's more of a sort of a, a goal setting type set the set the stage type thing in terms of actual regulations taking effect we know how long these take we know how contentious they are and expect that anything that gets um proposed is liable to end up in court so i think in terms of uh federal level regulations it will be probably a year or more before anything really comes into effect.
0: Rich, we covered regulatory possibilities. We'll see how they develop. We covered some practical advice there around adaptation plans related to climate of things that may actually occur out in the physical environment for companies. So I've got a third thread here that we'll close with, and that is, the general focus on sustainability. And the question would be, how has the increase in focus on sustainability, which we know is tied to climate very much so, impacted businesses over the course of time? And how will it continue to impact businesses?
1: In a lot of ways, what's happened so far in, in climate change and what corporations are doing is almost entirely driven by public I- image, because at this point, there aren't any regulations that are really driving it. And uh, as we know, if there's not a regulatory driver, then usually things don't get done unless something else is pushing those buttons. And those buttons right now are being pushed by companies that um, have their uh, end users scrutinizing their suppliers and not wanting to necessarily do business with a company that doesn't have a well-defined sustainability plan. We also see investment firms not willing to invest in companies that don't have a a dedicated sustainability plan. So those pressures are the ones that are making companies really take a hard look at all of this.
0: And that's interesting because it all ties together. So one of the keys moving forward, we know there's going to be regulatory activity around climate. We know there could be legislative activity, even if some of that takes some time and it's being challenged legally. So we're going to be tracking these issues moving forward talking about them and one of the key things is how do we take advantage of some of the changes that might need to be made by that regulatory as a result of that regulatory activity and utilize them to our benefit in sustainability programs and in relations with customers and things like that so that everything is tying together holistically as we see how these regulations and legislation will develop and we get a better idea of that going into 2021, that's a conversation that you can expect us to continue to have moving forward. But for now, we hope that this was a good primer on what could come, what some of the big issues are that are out there. And we wanted to thank you for listening. Hope you join us next time. You've been listening to For the Record Behind the Scenes Insider Podcast with Colin McCall. Remember to sign up for our complimentary For the Record email newsletter to get weekly news and articles on a variety of timely EHS issues. The content heard on this podcast is not intended to replace an evaluation of the specific projects and regulations that you are encountering at your company.